0: Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday and happy episode four. Look
1: at us go. Can you believe it? No. We've it. I tell you, I, I'm really looking forward to like episode 10. Yeah. That's what like, should we talk about in episode 10. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I'm excited for that because it's almost like we've shown up literally at that point
0: for 10 weeks total. Yeah. That's a big deal. That is a big deal and we'll continue to find our groove and it'll just, I'm, I'm excited for episode 10.
2: Me too. That's a good milestone. And what? I did, my sister did her homework last time and she sent me a list of words that she <gasps> thinks we should talk about.
1: That is so cool. There I go. can't wait to
2: hear about them. Yeah. I've got a nice long list of words and it's been really fun hearing the feedback of like what people get out of it. It's
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we going to talk about today?
2: Today, we're going to talk about quitting. Here we are talking about how long, like, we're not going to quit. Yeah. 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 Today, we're going to talk about (laughs) quitting. I'm really excited about it. It kind of ended at the end of our podcast last week when we stopped recording. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember what our conversation was about, but we started talking about um, quitting, and we're like, that's it. That should be our next topic. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it's. <clears throat> there's so many ways that you could look at that word, um, and again, I really I think with that word, this word, sometimes there's that immediate negative connotation taken yeah. from it or of yeah. it, um, but it also can be a really good thing. Yeah,
2: I think it's a great for our juxta word theme because it 100. shows both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was doing research. For it today. Cause I'm a procrastinator. Maybe we should do a show about procrastination. <laughs> Good uh, job, so Five minutes ago, I looked up the definition of quit and I started writing them down and a couple, a couple things caught my attention. So I'm going to read to you the three definitions that I found. And then, um, the last one I think is super interesting. Okay. So the first one, mm-hmm. uh, to leave a place usually permanently. The second one, stop or discontinue an action or activity. Okay. And the third one, which is the archaic definition, to behave in a specified way. Hmm. So the example they gave, and I'm not going to get the wording right, was like uh quit yourself. I hated it because it was very uh um I'm trying to think of the right word. Well anyway, I'll just say it and you'll understand why I hate it. But I said quit yourself like a man and fight. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting that it's saying like it's using like to behave. So a positive thing to behave in such a way, whereas quitting what we normally think of as like to stop behaving in such a way.
1: Yeah. I think that would be my first immediate thought of what, what is that? What, What does quit mean? And it would mean to stop doing something, stop a behavior, stop an action stop doing something like a, like a job or <clears throat> things right. like that.
2: So I wonder when that switch happened, because if the archaic definition is to behave in a specified way, I wonder when it flipped to not behaving in a specified way, quit doing that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine how many times we tell our kids, you know, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Quit it. hmm but
2: in the archaic definition, that would be, you're telling them to do it. You're telling them to behave that way. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, it's just fascinating
2: mm-hmm. that it actually means
0: both. Yeah.
2: Which brings me to the main reason we wanted to talk about it, which is that it has two sides. And the point you just brought up is that it's not, it's not always, we always, well, we tend to see it as a negative thing. You're quitting something. Um, <laughs> Sometimes we see it as a positive with like, you're quitting smoking or you're quitting drinking. You're quitting a bad habit.
1: Mm, Yes, for sure.
2: But it's got, it's kind of got two sides. It's there's a positive side to quitting and the negative side to quitting and uses of it too, positive use and negative use.
0: Right. Yeah. I, when I think of
1: quitting in my personal life, I think of things like goals resolutions with like new year's coming up. And I think there's also this layer of, okay, I've set this goal for myself and maybe like three months into practicing a habit or new routine or trying to reach something I've realized that that's no longer a part of my journey or what I'm interested in. So I'm going to let that goal or that resolution go because it no longer fits my needs or desires. And so, and then that's okay. Like you don't need to be hard on yourself and nobody should judge you for that. It's just saying, I no longer want that. I no longer want to go towards that. It's no longer part of my journey. And so I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to, I'm going to quit that. I'm going to quit that goal. And that's okay.
2: Right. But we're, we have that negative side of it where we tend to label ourselves as a quitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Or label other
2: people or other fear of other people labeling us as a quitter. I wonder how many things like we, that we don't quit that we should just mm-hmm. because we're so worried that other people are going to label us as a quitter.
1: Mm-hmm. The fear of being looked upon as a quitter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all the, um, you and I, we like to, uh, do new things and and try our, our hands at new things. i I kind of like, I start a lot of different things, but I think that gives variety in my life, and I'm trying new things. And so I think a lot of times people will look at me and say, oh, well, well, that won't last. She'll quit. And that's okay because I tried something new. Maybe it was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life, but at least I gave it a try.
0: I don't know. I've been to
2: our word before, episode two of Adventurous. You mm-hmm. kind of have to be a quitter and adventurous or a quitter and a risk taker. Mm-hmm. I think the hard part for me is knowing when to quit. Cause I, like sure. you said, we tend to try our personality types. So we try lots of new things. Um, the struggle I have is when I don't know when to quit
0: mm-hmm.
2: and because it's, it may be a positive thing. Like it's like you were saying, it's a, it's a resolution or a goal. And I have a really hard time knowing when the right time is to let something go and quit mm-hmm. it. And I hold on to it too long. And then other things that are maybe a bigger priority or would be better for me to focus on suffer because I didn't know when to quit.
0: Mm.
1: And what does that look like when you've done something for too long? Like, how is it making you feel? And, um, what does that look like when you've kind of realized,
0: all right, I've held on to this for too long? It's like baggage. It feels heavy. Yeah. It feels that really would be heavy. my word
2: too.
0: Yeah. My word would be heavy. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's hard. It, I think the longer you hold on to it, the longer it, the harder it is to determine what you're supposed to quit, especially with people like us that try a bunch of new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I get to a point where I'm carrying too much and I'm too overloaded. But I get so attached to everything that I have a really hard time knowing what to, to quit and mm-hmm. then when to quit. So I, I keep my hands in too many things.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, I think that is hard. I think, you know, it's, we can't do everything all the time and we might enjoy a lot of different things and a lot
0: of different things will bring us joy, but we have to ask ourselves you know, is this, it's, it's doing that self-check-in of how
1: did that make me feel? How is that making me feel? Am I looking forward to that? And at the end of it, how did that make me feel? And if it's kind of leaving that heaviness after whatever activity it was or thing that you're doing, maybe it's time to say, well, maybe I won't do that next week and see how that makes you feel the next week by not doing it. That's a good
2: point. I tend to be the type of person that like I make pros and cons lists when I'm struggling with trying to figure out what I need to do and I have all these pros and cons lists very logical thinking but I've been trying to add like that my feelings are worthy too mm-hmm. of that list. So mm-hmm. I've only done like the basic step of what you're saying we're all like put like as a con uh I feel anxiety about blah, blah, blah in my Mm -hmm. cons list or a pro, like I might have a ton of cons and then a pro would be like, but I have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been a new step for me, but I really like what you just said about like making a little, trying it, trying something different the next time, uh, or the next week or whenever you do whatever activity, trying something different, and then like cataloging those feelings and those differences and making those incremental changes, maybe you don't need to just quit the whole thing. Yeah. Oh,
1: maybe you, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, you know, just don't make, you know, if it's something that you do every single day and it just feels heavy to do, you know, don't do it every day. Just do it three days a week. Or if you do it once a week and that's too much, maybe switch to every other week or once a month. And, yeah. and cause it, it may be something that you still really enjoy doing and you find joy in the moment. It's just life gets busy yeah. and I mean, as our children, every year they grow in a different grade they're going into and the way that they're evolving, like it's just the phases of our lives are ever changing. So like the routines that I have today will not be the same in six months. And I have to recognize that. So being able to um, check in and, and fluctuate and read how I'm feeling and And knowing when to quit or say, I need to back off this a little. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That actually ties into what I was going to say about one of the things when I was writing down the definitions, there was a piece I left off on number one, Mm -hmm. and then I was reading them again. And I was like, no, that's important. And I went and added it back in. uh, And I think we should talk about it is that first definition was to leave a place or stop doing something or whatever, which is definition two. But mm-hmm. then it has comma, usually permanently. Hmm. And I think that permanence is important. Cause yeah. like with me, when with knowing when to quit, I think that that permanence scares me with all aspects of anything. Oh, for
1: sure. And for I sure. get really
2: black and white. I'm very, I'm very much like a see and color kind of person. I see all the gray, but that's one thing I have a hard time with is permanence and like you know, not being hard on myself, like what you said, with, if I start something new and then deciding that's not working, maybe not for that season, maybe I can kick it back on, you know, like if you're, if you want to run outside, maybe that doesn't work in the dead of winter.
0: Exactly. Um, Exactly. So you're not,
2: you're just taking a pause. So then you're not quitting. So, so does the permanence, is that a must have for the definition of quitting?
1: I don't think so. And I, I think maybe it like depends on the severity of the thing that you're quitting, you know, is it a, is it a, um, a really, uh, I have a better word for this, but like, is it like a really terrible relationship that you're in that like, you really need to quit and leave? Is it a home life? Is it a job that is just, wrecking you, you know, maybe in those aspects, yeah, you need to quit that person or thing or job or duty permanently to go somewhere that is more safe and fulfilling.
2: Right. So maybe quitting is a permanent word. Maybe we need another word. Maybe we need a different word for the stuff where you're either scaling it down or scaling something up, um, or, or pausing like a seasonal, thing. Maybe mm-hmm. we need a different word for that because maybe we let quit be a permanent thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good thought. I, I'm, I'm not coming up with that word off the top of my head in this moment, but but I think that's like, I think that's a beautiful thing of, I think something that we're discovering is that
0: words just have layers And it's not black and white. There's just a complexity
1: to it, depending on how the word's used, the light and the dark of the word. Mm -hmm. Um, How it changes over time, like this archaic
2: definition Mm
0: -hmm. versus today. For sure, for sure.
1: I noticed when I started Googling it, a lot of the stuff that started coming up was in relation to a job. How do I quit my job mm-hmm. is quitting the same as resigning? Like it's real interesting that, I mean, I, I guess everybody's Google operates a little differently depending on what you've searched in the past, but, um, mine kind of pops up with all like with specific to jobs, which right. I thought was interesting.
2: Yeah. That was one of the first things that popped in my head is quitting as in jobs, but then also the other, the second thing was uh, addictions. That you quit, mm. like people here quit smoking or quit drinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And those are usually ones that need to be permanent. Because you for can, sure. you know, if you're if you're truly an addict, you can't really just phase it out for a little while or take a season off. For true yeah. addicts, you have to quit permanently. Right. That's fascinating. Um, let's see. So I also I took some notes this time. Look at me being yeah. so much organized. Uh, I wrote problems arise when we don't have the permanence, So I think that's, I think that ties into what we were just saying of like, when we quit, if we use the word quit, it has to be permanent because the, the complexity and the, the heaviness and the burden that you carry is when we don't make it permanent because you're mm-hmm. still carrying it even if you're not doing the actions
1: yeah it's still, still there back and forth yeah
0: there's like a still shadow there
1: it's like a yeah
0: yeah yeah um I just had a thought and it escaped me um it quit you it did it, did.
1: <laughs> it said <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. I quit. I'm leaving this place. <laughs> Here's my resignation. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Well, I don't know. It left me. It'll sorry. Come yeah. It'll come back.
2: Uh, okay. So the other thing, and this kind of goes back to, I mean, usually we quit habits, or a job or something. So if we're talking about habits. Um, one of my favorite habit books is atomic habits by James Clear. Yes, on it's on my so list. Good. It's so good. It's life-changing. Um, and one of the things uh, I, I've read it so long ago, I couldn't tell you where it is or how he words it, but basically sometimes you need to take, when you're quitting something, you need to fill that void and replace it with something else, a positive. Mm-hmm. Like if you're quitting a bad habit, you need to replace it with, a habit in the direction that you want to go. For sure. That's hard, especially when you're quitting, I mean, quitting an addiction. Sometimes that can be dangerous because you're, you're mm. just trading the addiction. You're not actually dealing with the underlying issues, but mm-hmm. like quitting a job, you've got to replace it with something. And I, and that was strong for me because I did that. Um, and I, I mean, I had little, like what I had at the time was a side gig, And I quit my job, my full-time job to make my side gig my job, but I didn't mentally make that switch of replacing my Mm -hmm. job with the side gig. I kept it as a side gig. And then, so then I had this void
0: that Mm -hmm. I was
2: trying to fill. And um, I think that that's something that's really important because you're whether it's time that you're spending or you're not spending. And now you have this block of time or this mental energy that you were using. You have to replace it with something else, something positive.
1: Yeah. I kind of, to me, I, I get this image of, um, like, okay, I, I run at three to four every single day. And then I, I don't run from three to four every single day. I'm just saying <laughs> if I did, <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> someone could run from three, three to four red. every day. <laughs> someone has this activity that they've been doing that they've now quit. And now it's like, well, now what do I do right. with this block of time? And there's that transition. And I mean, even when I was teaching, I taught for four years and then I had a baby and I stayed home and then I watched everybody, all my teacher friends go back to school and then that was really hard on that was hard for me because I watched everybody going back and I just stayed home and not that my job doesn't have purpose like me staying at home and taking care of my kids but like you have that void of what am I doing right and what do I do with my time and then it's just this constant ebb and flow of learning and trying and doing and Uh, What you said earlier, like moving in the right direction, like taking those small positive actions and, and then figuring out what small positive actions you need, um, to make you feel good and in the direction you want to go.
2: Yeah. I read somewhere that, um, one of the biggest challenges for smokers to quit smoking is giving up the, the smoke breaks.
1: It's the social aspect.
2: It's the social aspect.
0: Yeah, it's and you so feel like social. You smoking yeah. is social.
2: So you need to replace it with something else social because you don't want to mm-hmm. take away the positive aspect of it, which is the social side. It's yeah. probably not good to go, go still stand outside around everyone else that's smoking. Uh, secondhand, that's too much yeah. <laughs> So you've got to figure out a way to replace that time where, like, all your friends get up and leave and go outside to smoke. What are you going to do to replace that time that you would have? Been spent, you we know, would have spent smoking with something else that's positive or drinking. Yeah. Your friends go, all go out drinking, and it's the social aspect of drinking mm-hmm. that you want to keep. Right.
0: So, what
1: can
2: you do to replace that?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I think the answer to that is different for each person. For sure. I, I think, think it's just, just, you got to do
2: that work ahead of time, which is what I constantly fail at doing, is doing that work ahead of time before quitting. Um, yeah, I'm either holding on to something too long and not quitting. Yeah, or or I'm not doing the work ahead of time. Of like, what am yeah. I going to spend my time? How am I going to replace this? What do I? What if I could keep pieces of this thing that I'm quitting? How could I keep those pieces and put them in a different, you know, a different way or do something different to keep those?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. A good pause there. Yeah, I. I'm reading right here. It says,
1: "Quitting can be good for you, at least when the goal you're striving for is unobtainable," and I don't know how I feel about that statement. Yeah, I feel like, well, maybe you've just set yourself like not, not a very good goal. (laughs) Like you can't just say, all right, I've never run before. So at the end of the week, I'm going to run a half marathon and like, you've never run, right? Like, so was your goal just not set appropriately?
2: And that goes back to the theory that like, when you have those limiting mindsets of you've decided this is who you are, Mm -hmm. you, you make that story, you build that story. Mm
0: -hmm. So a
2: person that does that is the type of person that sees themselves as a quitter. And so Mm. they make these unobtainable goals. Mm. uh, And I do this. That's how I know. That's how I know all this. Um, (laughs) I'm the person I've labeled myself as uh, a procrastinator, a quitter, you know, all those terms. And maybe that leads into like our, our homework assignment or challenge, but I've got all of these um, terms or identity pieces and so, when you, if you've labeled yourself as a quitter, you're going to find ways to prove yourself right.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna that.
2: sign yourself up for something that you know you can't do, or you mm-hmm. know you're going to quit just so that you can prove yourself right that you are a quitter.
1: Right. And going back to, I think what we said, I think it was in our adventurous um, episode, but setting small, obtainable goals to reach your larger ultimate goal.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's where like really considering what goals that you're making and timeframes and things of that nature, like you have to know yourself to say, all right, it's probably going to take me a year to train for a half marathon, so I would like to get in three months to do a five k, and in ten months to do a ten k. And then, you know, like you have to set those small, obtainable goals, and because each little win is a victory that gives you a boost to continue to reach the next one. And then right. you've set the and and maybe you go a lot faster than this time frame that you've set, but at least you're reaching them and you're winning at them, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to mess up the quote, but it's James clear talks about that. And he says like each action is a vote toward the person you are becoming, or you want to Mm -hmm.
1: be. Yeah.
2: So it's those little wins are like your little, your votes towards that person. And slowly you're rewriting that story of who you are. You get to create that person. And we don't just change overnight. It's those little those little incremental changes, like you said, are those little votes into the person we want to be.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: sometimes I think it's just taking stock and like, what are we working towards? And this is, I'm talking to myself. I feel like I need to write <laughs> down like all these different things. Cause I I'm, like I said, I'm so bad about spreading myself so thin and having too many goals. Um, I think I need to like sit down and write down all of these like conscious goals that I seem to be working toward or I am working towards. And then maybe some unconscious goals, try to dig into those and see what is something that I'm working toward unknowingly, like unconsciously, Mm -hmm. subconsciously of, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example and I can't think of one, but figuring all those out and writing them down and then quitting some goals, whether they're conscious goals or these subconscious or unconscious goals that I've also created, um, those deciding that it's going to be a permanent quit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Saying, Um, is that really what I want to do or does that just not fit in to this month or this half year and pick it up later? I think, I think, I think it's safe to say that a lot of people will feel the same way, whether or not they're like goal setters and, and create resolutions. I'm a, I'm a big resolution maker. Um, I, I actually took a poll on my face, my Instagram and Facebook. And surprisingly, I, I, I never would have thought this, but so many people do not make resolutions. Life happened and I wasn't able, oh, and then like Instagram and Facebook was shut down yesterday. And so I wasn't able to go back because I said, let's talk resolutions tomorrow because I wanted to know more about that why people don't, <clears throat> but I think it's safe to say that so many people in
0: day in and day out are overwhelmed, whether it's with being a parent, um, maybe
1: like you take care of your parent or someone's taking care of you, you have to take care of a sister or something like that, um, or whether it's with your job, whether it's with all the activities, that you're in or your children are in. And and I think you'll find that so many people are overwhelmed. And so that's why it's just easy to do kind of that Monday clock in clock out, because I can just go do what I'm supposed to do and call it a day. Because if I have to actually like look at these things that are heavy to me, well, I've got to look in the mirror and I've got to say, is this fitting what I want? Is that moving in the direction of the person I want to be or how I actually want to raise my children or how I, um, does this bring me joy? And
0: I think that takes um, sitting in the silence and like reflecting and
1: asking those hard questions and trying something try quitting something and seeing how that feels or try something different in that space. Um, being more intentional. Yeah. Yeah. With in quitting, being more
2: intentional with living. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of that quote of you say you would die for your children, but would you live for them?
1: Mm, I've been seeing that one pop up. Yeah.
2: Just, it's such a deep thought. Like I've just been, it you is. know, ruminating in there of what, what, actions? Am I taking that? Or am, am I living fully conscious and intentionally and I'm making choices intentionally or am I letting life just happen to me? So,
1: yeah. Life just yeah. passed me by because it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard scary, to it's live a scary thought. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think, I think living intentionally requires that reflection. And for so many, I would venture to say, because I know it has been for me, but that's hard because it it takes sitting in the silence and listening to your thoughts. And it takes ownership. Ownership. When, when
2: stuff doesn't work out, it's on you. Yeah. Versus yeah. if you're just kind of riding the waves of life, you get to mm-hmm. play victim
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you get to not take the ownership and say, Well, this happened to me. And
0: mm. you know,
2: you can't you can't say that if you're in charge. If you're, if you're driving, then the wreck, the wreck is on you, you know?
1: Yeah. You're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish I had the book in front of me. Um, Oh, I have my phone and I did take a, I did take a picture of it. It was from
0: my book. Um, the slight edge. And It said, doing the things won't create your success, doing the right things will, were your actions productive. And that kind of stuck with me. Oh yeah. That's a,
2: that's a big one. That's, that's what I struggle with the most is Mm -hmm. prioritizing because it's, it's a permanent thing, right? I have, my time is spent. And so get it I, back. Right. And I tend to paralyze myself with that deep thought of like how I've spent my time is gone. Like it's gone. And yeah. so choosing how to spend my time and being responsible for that decision myself, that's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. And maybe, maybe others don't struggle with it. Maybe make trying to make myself feel better. Maybe others don't struggle <laughs> with it as much because they don't think about it that like at that level. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just kind of let, I'm just going to do the thing. Uh, I struggle a lot with how to spend my time because that time's gone. So then I, then I'm paralyzed and time's passing anyway. Right. Um, as Edith Eager said in her book, uh, Dr. Edith Eager, when she was trying to decide if she was going to go get her doctorate in psychiatry, I think, or psychology, Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, the person was suggesting she do it and she said, well, if I did that, I wouldn't graduate until I was 50. And they said, you're going to be 50 anyway. I may have mentioned Mm -hmm. this last week because it's such a powerful quote, Yeah, like life's going anyway. So cast those votes now to put yourself on the track for the person you want to be, when you're 50 or whatever the direction you want to go and quit, you know, quit the things you need to quit, make that priority list what
0: like,
1: if they're not? If it's not fulfilling, like what? What?
2: What is it bringing you?
0: Yeah.
2: Have you ever done those activities where someone says, like, okay, list out all the things that you're interested in and want to do, mm-hmm. and then pick one, and then cross the rest off, mm-hmm. like that? I like my heart races doing those because I want to <laughs> do all. I want to do all the things. I want you know. I want to. Yeah. That's why I do. I do so many things. It's kind of ridiculous. Um. And I think that's, that's where I struggle is I need to, I need to, uh, the phrase that I've been using a lot lately is get in the boat. I need to pick a boat. I need to get in the boat.
1: Yeah. You got to pick a chair
2: (laughs) Yeah, and commit to it and then quit the other
1: things. Yeah. Or put them on pause. Right. We got to figure out what word that is, but Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I going back to your, um, if you're doing something at 50, There, I have a teacher friend from my old school and she just got her master's and I think she's like 55 or something. And I mentioned that, I mean, I'm a stay at home mom and I know there's a lot of views that can be made about that, but, um, there's so many things that I want to try. Like I want to go do roller derby. Yeah. And I want to go take a pottery class Yeah, and I want to learn how to use a real photography camera because I feel like that could be something that I could pick up real easily. And I, you know, there's all these things that I want to learn. Um, And it's interesting, like when I said, like, I've, I've mentioned it before around some people and I'm like, you know, I've thought about going to like the community college and like taking a pottery class. And it's so interesting what people will say. Mm-hmm. Some people be like, oh, that's really cool. You should totally do that. And others are like, well, why would you go back to college? And right. I'm like, but what? Like, right. why why are you saying that? <laughs> like, right. I'm I wanna pick up a new skill. I want to learn something new. Maybe I just take it for one semester, but at least I did it. Like I did something neat. I learned something. I I tried something new. Um, I wonder that brings up an interesting
2: question. The people that say that, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I guess it could be two different things could be others, but my, my first two thoughts is I try to wonder, I I always wonder why people come Mm out of something.
0: I was rambling
2: anyway, they could be, They could have that point of view because they're too scared to try something new Mm -hmm. and being stuck in a rut's no good, but could they also be coming from a place of, they have found their boat, they're on their boat. And so they don't face the distractions that the rest of us make. And they think, well, that's like, if you're not going to be a potter, why would you go do pottery? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They don't, um, yeah, understand why someone's stuck because they're content in, in doing the things that they enjoy. Yeah.
2: They have found um, their purpose. They're on their path for purpose. They don't understand those of us that like to try all the things to try to find our purpose.
1: Yeah.
0: I have struggled a lot. Um, the the past four years um with being home. Uh I think a lot of that is all,
1: you know, postpartum depression and just being home all the time. And my uh husband traveled, he travels a lot. So he usually travels about 80% of the year. And this was pre-COVID. So all of 2020 he was home. So that was
0: a big adjustment. So it's just learning to be home alone with children all day and you're in charge you're in charge of the you're the you know leader of the house
1: but you're also cleaning you're also and not that those things are not fulfilling but I didn't feel and I
0: still struggle at times I feel that I don't have purpose and maybe that's because if someone comes over to their house or something they're not praising my kids
1: polite manners because I taught them that you know I'm not recognized as the person that taught my kids to do these wonderful things or how she's creative and wants to do something new or she's you know like whereas
0: recognition and motherhood
1: it's yes and maybe that's what I'm trying to say whereas you know my husband could come home and say, "Look, well, why well, I got a promotion?" And like everybody, you know, praises, which well deserved. You know, he's worked his ass off for that, and um, I'm super proud. But it's it's hard to go day in and a day out, and then somebody say, you know, my child's throwing a tantrum, and it's like, oh, well, I guess you can't handle your kid. And it's like, well, no, he's tired, and. He's exhausted. And you know what? So am I, and I don't want to deal with it right now because I've dealt with it for seven days by myself kind of thing, you know, and it's, I think, I think you said it, there's little recognition or it's like, maybe I've, I've cleaned the house for three days and not a single person has noticed. And it's like, you know, if I'm teaching, all right, I have so many kids that I, did really well on an exam or so many kids have moved up their reading levels and there's praise in that hey great job I noticed he's reading this wow I can't believe your student wrote this story that's amazing look at the detail in it and there's recognition there I think that's that's yeah.
0: exactly what it is it's I
2: it's think we a is, whole so. topic there that we need to figure out a good word for but it's yeah. there's like that stigma about you can't be just just a mom yeah or even for dads, you can't be just a dad. What are you doing with your life? Your kids are going to grow up and go, but like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what you're doing in this season. And is it yeah. so bad to just
0: focus be on bad. that and,
2: and yeah. quit the other things, bring yes. it back to quitting, quit the other things so that you could be just something. Yeah. There's no harm in being just something.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's where I've delved into. And I know you experienced this too, where you've kind, you, You start to try these new things because they kind of give you something outside of being a mom, because that can be so isolating. Whereas like, if I delve into entrepreneurship, well, then there's groups of other women doing the same thing as me. And so it's relatable. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of am able to create those extra adult connections. Yeah, for sure.
2: I think we need to figure out a good word for that topic yeah. too. Cause I think we could, we could talk a lot about that one for sure. Okay. We need, um, man, I think we already even talked about some journal entry things. Cause I talked about what I'm going to go journal yes. about.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Tell me about it.
2: Um, I want to delve into different goals and things, activities or identity labels that I have given myself and which ones I could quit. Mm-hmm. And trying to spend quit is in a positive thing, um, and I think that's the challenge. Then for me would then be to go quit those things. Pick one, mm-hmm. pick one thing, mm-hmm. and quit it.
0: I think my um, journal topic for our listeners would be: name one thing you quit. And how did that make you feel? Yeah. And
1: is there anything currently that feels heavy that you maybe need to let go of and quit? And what would that look like if you did? I like that. Awesome.
2: We got some good work to do.
1: Yay. Go do the thing. Let's go do it.
0: All right. We'll talk next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you all for being here.